RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To see a complete lineup of products, visit jayco.com. And by Blackstone. See their complete line of griddles and accessories at blackstoneproducts.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Casita Dean May is a professor of social work at Western Kentucky University. Laura and Dean have been married for 35 years and have two young adult daughters, Natalie and Claire. In their journey to the empty nest, Laura and Dean discovered the RVing lifestyle and culture. In a series of fortunate events, they purchased a new-to-them 2005 Casita 17-foot Freedom Deluxe Egg Camper in the fall of 2015. They are particularly fond of attending egg rallies for RVers that own molded fiberglass RVs. They also travel with Gibbs, the Mississippi Maltese. Welcome to the show, Casita Dean May. Hi, Dean. It is nice to be back. And speaking of egg rallies, we leave for our first one in nine days. Ooh, kicking off the egg rally season. Serious. That's right. <laughs> I love the names of them. Just tell me, just tell me two or three names of egg rallies. They're also funny. The uh, green eggs and ham, uh, the eggs a la bourbon, uh, the eggs and s'mores rally. I could I could go on. Eggs and what's your all time favorite, and then we'll move on to the campground. Oh, my my all time favorite uh, uh, probably rallies the the green eggs and ham that we're getting ready to go to is probably one because you have over a hundred a hundred of us egg campers all under uh, all in one campground. All right, well try to behave, okay? And reading those Dr. Seuss books around the campfire every night is really fun. It's very touching. All right. Now, this is a good one because we've got you doing your very favorite thing, which is telling us about um, really great state parks in the South. I feel like that's your specialty. All right. So where are you taking us to this week? All right. We're going, we are going to go to Real Foot Lake State Park. It's located in the extreme northwestern tip of uh, Tennessee, basically where Tennessee borders Kentucky and Missouri. It's very close to the Mississippi River. And the Mississippi River is sort of north and west of the state park. It's about it was a 225 mile drive from Law for Laura and I, so it's 225 miles west of Bowling Green, about 125 miles north of Memphis, Tennessee, and 230 miles south of St. Louis along that I-55 uh, corridor. All right, good. So all of our great Missouri listeners, who we love because they came out with abandon when we were out in Kansas City at the RV show. Um, all of our Missouri folks can get here pretty easily. Uh, uh, very easily. 
All right. I know this is a bit of a two for one deal. So how, how big is this campground? And give us a little bit more of the details here. Okay, there are really two campgrounds, but I'm going to focus primarily on the South Campground. The South Campground is 86 RV and tent sites, but there's a smaller uh, campground inside the state park called Air Park North Campground. It's got 14 RV sites and 10 primitive sites. There are also uh, seven cabins that you can that you could rent as well inside the state park. Now, are you focusing on South because that's your favorite of the two, or are you focusing on South because it's just much bigger and it's more likely that people will go there? Uh, because it's much bigger, and I think you're more likely to go there. You can get a little bigger rig in there. And to tell the truth, we didn't make it over to the uh, the, the North Campground while we were there. All right. So, Dean, tell us. I'm I'm guessing we're on a lake here. Give me the kind of the scene, the scene oh, scoop yeah. here. Right. You're definitely on. Uh, you're right on Real Foot Lake, which is uh, an eighteen thousand acre lake, and the South Campground will border it. Uh, and it's basically. Uh, it's a. I would call it a moderately wooded to heavily wooded. Uh, uh, campground. Well, I wouldn't say quite heavily wooded, but more there's you know there's there's trees throughout the the campground. Some areas uh, definitely moderately wooded, and you can actually get some sights right along the lake as well. If you're not in a site on the lake, can you see the lake from all over the campground, or do you kind of need one of those sites to have the lake view? You just about could see the lake uh, from just about any site. It's not that wooded, so we're, you could still see through the campground and still see the lake, I would say, from most sites. All right, what are we looking at um, for the pocketbook hit? How much do these sites cost? Uh, let's see, South Campground, you're looking at about 25 to $35 uh, a night. If you stay at the Air Park North Campground, it's a little less expensive at 25 to 27 per night. And the cabins run 230 to $250 a night. Now, that's a little high for a state park cabin in general. Are they very um, well-appointed cabins? Oh, yeah. Now, I tell you what, okay. some of the sweetest <laughs> we're gonna, cabins. We're going to get to that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. right. So we'll let you get to that in your own sweet time. But my curiosity was just peaked there by well, that and the price. the contrast between those really cheap right. RV sites. And then those are like cabin prices around here in Well, New you Jersey. know, the, my theory is, is I don't mind cabins costing that much as long as they are equivalent to like hotel accommodation. So, okay, R- Dean, we won't rush ahead. We'll now, let you go slow and steady. Where do you make your reservations? Okay, and it, through the uh, Tennessee State Parks online campground and cabin reservation system. So, if, what a snappy e- name they have for that! Yeah, there you go. It's but it's easy enough to do. I, we, you know, we, I've obviously used that system a number of times for camping in Tennessee at state parks. So it's it's easy peasy. All right, let's get some basic site details for both South Campground, which you are going to be focusing on, but also you do have some info on Air Park North as well. Okay, and again, of the 86 sites in the South Campground, uh, all of the sites are paved, and uh, all of the sites have electric and water. You're not going to get any sewer. Uh, At the Air Park North Campground, the 14 RV campsites do have electric and water, and... uh, and like I mentioned earlier, the uh, the South Campground is nestled along the banks of Real Foot Lake, so some of the sites are actually uh, lakeside. And then, of course, if you now may be the time if you want me to, I can talk about these. Cabins. You talk about those cabins. I'm curious what these are like. All right. 
Now, these are sweet cabins. So this is not your rustic cabin uh, at all, you know, with concrete floors and no bathroom or anything like that. But basically, you name a modern convenience or comfort, you're going to have it in these cabins. So you've got uh, living room, dining room, full-size kitchens with, uh, with dishwashers. All of the seven cabins either have two or three bedrooms. All of them have two bathrooms. You have central air, central heat, electric fireplace, outdoor grill, patio, lakeside views. You, some of the cabins are pet friendly. You have cable TV, Wi-Fi, and even a couple of the cabins are ADA accessible. And I mean, they're just, and they are beautiful cabins. So are they inside new? and out. Are they newer yeah. cabins? I would guess they look, they look relatively new to me. I would say less than 10 years. And I'm guessing here just on the basis of how they look less than 10 years old, less than five years old. So if you have non-RVing friends or, or you just have a quick weekend and you wanted to even spend a night, check out the area, those cabins are, are, are really are very, very nice. I love seeing state parks starting to get into the cabin and alternative accommodation games. It just you know opens up camping to a wider variety of people and people that don't own RVs, like you said. All right, so now let's talk about some amenities at the South Campground. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. Jayco has helped generation after generation create family memories since 1968, offering travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, Class C and Class A motorhomes. It's easy to find the perfect Jayco for your family. With an industry-leading two-year limited warranty, beautiful design, and innovative safety features, you can be confident in your Jayco. Visit your local Jayco dealer or Jayco.com for more information. Jayco, generations of family fun. All right, now we're not at a private campground. We know there's not going to be tons of amenities, but what does the South Campground offer? Okay, you have a very, very small camp store that's part of your check-in station when when you show up, and uh, you can definitely get ice and you can get bait for fishing and uh, a few other items. Uh, That's going to be about it. The, The South Campground, you also have three bathhouses, uh, of those three bathhouses, two of them have showers and also have washers and dryers. And there's a dishwashing area. Uh, there's an area for you to launch your, your boat. There's also, and again, this is a big fishing lake. So they actually have a fish cleaning hut with electric and water. And then there's also a pavilion and, of course, uh, a dump station. Is it a nice place for kayaking and canoeing, or is it more like a motorboat scene, a, l- a little bit of oh, both? Is the water right. calm? Is the water rough? Right, and we'll talk about that, I think, uh, more later when we're talking about the, uh, the the state park and the lake. This is definitely a kayaking and canoe lake, given the geography and the geology of this, uh, of this lake. Uh, you would not want to take a motorboat on this, given that the average depth of uh, real foot lake is just uh, over five feet. Ooh, nice. Just think about that. It's an 18,000-acre lake. But the average depth is just over five feet. Wow. No diving. Okay. No, no swimming. No diving. <laughs> and you cannot swim in the lake either. So the swimming's prohibited. Oh, okay. All right. So stay in that Is it canal. used as a water source? What, what's that? Is the lake used as a water source for the local community? No, I don't believe so. It's, and again, just the, the history of that lake and how it was created by uh, basically an earthquake. 
He's uh, got Dean's like Dean's like I'm gonna get to that later. Stop asking me questions. He just keeps, he just keeps getting me excited. Dean, okay, I know he he gives us very nice and neat, tidy outlines, and it's really best that we follow them. It's <laughs> so Pete's, we'll get that's back why, on track, and that's track. why we call him Ph. Dean. <laughs> well, so we'll get back on track. We're almost there to talk about the leak, but first we just want to know if we can use our uh, devices while we're here in this state lake, or should we plan ahead and download uh, you know our books to our Kindle? I would, uh, uh, you can use your cell phone a bit. And, uh, and so cell phone service is fine, but absolutely no Wi-Fi. So download those movies on, on your uh, device through Netflix and take them with you. So how about customer service, Dean? Oh, and again, I, you know, customer service was very nice. You know, the staff, you know, they're there to help you out. And with checking in, if you got questions about the lake and, and particularly you go down to the visitor center, uh, uh, the, the staff are very, very helpful. All right. Now we are officially to the place in Dean's <clears throat> notes where he is going to tell us about this lake and how it was formed. You ready to go, Dean? I am ready to go because, again, I think the history of this lake is amazing. So it's an 18,000-acre lake that was created by a series of huge earthquakes in the winter of 1811 and 1812. And these earthquakes occurred along the New Madrid Fault Zone, basically caused the Mississippi River to flow backwards for a period of time. And the earthquakes created this depression. So with the backflow of the river, you created uh, a lake in that, uh, in that depression. So you really have a forest of cypress trees that are underwater uh, in this lake. Now, that doesn't happen every century. No. And in fact, uh, those, those are the strongest earthquakes ever recorded in North America, east of the Rockies. So you've got one of the most unique ecosystems in terms of that, those cypress trees and stumps uh, that, that make up the lake. So again, I mentioned earlier, it's, I think the average depth is five feet, two inches. The deepest area in the lake is only 18 feet. And it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine that one of the greatest fish hatch, hatcheries on the planet is right there. Oh, so um, the Department of uh, Fish, are they running that? Are they running a large portion of this lake? Uh, in a, in, yeah, and there's also not the state park, but there's also a wild uh, mm-hmm. wildlife reserve that's probably three times the size of, uh, of the lake itself, just the surrounding area. So that's, it's, it's another area that, that, that you can explore. So this, cool. It sounds like paradise for, for fishing in your notes, fishing, boating, birding, yeah. wildlife. So, so tell us more. Right, right. And it's definitely when we're talking, definitely fishing. And indefinitely uh, birding. While we were there, we we got. I, I've never seen so many bald eagles in 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 my life. So it's known for its bird population, uh, including raptors, hawks, osprey. Uh, so uh, lots of different types of of what I, predatory birds. And that, but there's also uh, lots of wading birds. And uh, I think I also even included a, a link to a birding flyer. So if you're interested in, in, in birding, this is a really, really neat place to go to. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing the bald eagles sort of coming out just to salute you and Laura as you pulled in in the, in the casita. Yeah. Uh, th- well, there you go. And we, and we, we, you know, we ended up taking a little tour to, to, to check them out as well. So 
Uh, and, and one of the best times to go there is uh, January and February because the bald eagles from Canada, they basically winter in, in, in that area. So, so now you just mentioned the tour. Tell us if, like, about some of those um, opportunities at Real Foot Lake. Okay. And, and again, this is you know, one of these places, it's going to be about the lake. So they do have events and an interpretive up. Uh, program like there you could see a you could go to a, a ranger doing a, a presentation on the archaeology of real foot lake they also do eagle tours by bus so you can just you know drive around the perimeter of the lake uh and i'll even if it's okay i'll just mention a couple of prices for some of these events so for for 14 you can take a bus tour and you can check out the winter home for bald eagles and man it's hard to i mean those are 16 pound birds with six to eight-foot wingspan, so they're good-sized birds. Uh, there's 100,000 ducks, there's 6,000 Canadian geese, and a total of 254 different species of birds. So you can see a lot on uh, that bus tour. Uh, if you want to get even closer and get in the lake, again, this is one of these places – uh, canoes and kayaks, bring your own or you can rent them. So they do, they call it the deep swamp canoe float. It's a three hour canoe trip that you can explore the nooks and crannies of the lake. Again, it's $14 to do something like that. If you have your own canoes and kayaks, it's only seven. It's, uh, but again, this is the type of thing you're in a remote area. So they encourage you to bring your own snacks, bring your own water supply, and make sure you have plenty of upper body strength. Uh, so uh, there's organized hikes. Uh, we did this when we were there. There are scenic pontoon cruises. So you can spend three hours uh, with a group of you on a pontoon. We actually did the, uh, the sunset cruise. And it was just gorgeous where you spend the last three hours of the day on this lake, exploring and seeing all of these different types of birds and just this beautiful um, wildlife area. And then as you're coming in, the, the, the sun is, is, is setting. And again, that was one of those things, I think it was about $14 a, a ticket. Uh, they do some other things called like the Ghost River Float, which is a six-hour canoe trip that explores what's known as the ghost section of Wolf River. And that's where the uh, Cypress Swamp and the Wolf River kind of come uh, come together. Uh, something like that will cost you a little bit more money. It, I think it's uh, $25. Uh, it seems to me like uh, this is the kind of thing where spending that little bit of extra money while you're here, and I know how this is because I'm a little bit of a cheapskate with ticketed prices, and I've learned over the years that you get so much more out of a location like this when you are on a tour and when someone who really knows the place can take you around and tell you about the birding populations. Like I think... For some of us, if we're just looking at birds, we can get bored easily. But when somebody's telling you about the ecosystem and bringing it to life, it just really changes and, the experience. And a great thing to do, like on your first trip to a place that you might go back to again and again. Like I like to do those things our first time, and then when you go back the second time, you can kind of do more, more self guided. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and I think a highlight for us was doing that sunset uh, cruise. And we had, a, you know, the, the person that was giving the tour, she was, uh, I think, a, a ranger in training. She was a college student. This was an internship for her. And she spent three hours entertaining us and educating us on all of these beautiful things that we were seeing. And there's just no way in three hours or even in a whole weekend that Laura and I on our own could have really benefited and gotten that much information about this area. 
Great. Now, how about the museum and nature center? Is that worth yeah. stopping by? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. They have some non-releasable raptors there, so you can get a little closer to the eagles and the osprey. These are, you know, birds that have been injured mm-hmm. that they can't release back out into the wild again. They have a pretty good exhibit of snakes, too. So if you like to check out uh, snakes, they've got that. And they have some other wildlife there, as well as, you know, a really nice gift shop and a, and a lot of displays as, as far as the history. And there's also a boardwalk there where you can go in by behind the visitor center and get in and you you can take the boardwalk walk that runs along the perimeter of the lake and you can see turtles and fish and snakes and and all kinds of a wildlife just along that boardwalk sounds like an absolute gem i mean is this like a top five kind of place for you guys I think, and again, for me, what makes it such a a highly rated area for us is just that history of the lake. It's a very, very unique lake. Now, Dean, what kind of insider details do you have for our listeners regarding booking? Now, if I, you know, what I would try to do is get one of the sites actually along the lake, which uh, in the South Campground, that would be sites 14 through 21 because they back up to the lake shore. So we were there. We had, uh, let's see, three or four of us couples were there. Laura and I were just across the street from the lakeside. And then our other our other friends all had lakeside uh, slots. Oh, the lucky now, ducks. Yeah, yeah. So we were the last couple to be invited, so we didn't get one of those lakeside uh, uh, sites. But that's okay. We hung over. We hung out with them, so it was all cool. Now, now speaking of cool, though, this is not cool. You got to be careful here. Know what you're getting into. We're talking about the South. We're talking about rivers and lakes, and it's a shallow lake. This in the summertime, it can be really, really hot there. And in fact, we went in mid July. Very hot, muggy. So anytime from about mid-June to mid-September, just be prepared for the heat. And we had one of those high-speed fans, one of the other couples we were with, and we could turn the fan on, and that would keep the bugs away, and you wouldn't have to use quite as much bug spray and that type of thing. So when we hung out at night, we we were okay. It was fine, but you're looking at it's uh, camping. And you can't swim. And you can't swim. No, like, I mean, the no, whole time you were saying that, I was thinking, I wouldn't go here in the summer. This For me, this would be a spring or fall trip for sure. Right. And this campground's open year-round. And you can even go, like I said, you can go in January and February, which is one of the best times to see the migrating uh, bald eagles rather than the ones that you know stay there throughout the year. All right. We know nobody's perfect. This one sounds mighty, mighty nice. But what could be improved? Uh, again, I, I've got... I'm one of those, I have high standards for bathhouses. To me, that's something that's easy enough for a campground to uh, provide. And I would say that the bathhouses were mediocre. That's as high a rating as that I can uh, I can give them. And also the camp store, yeah, hey, ice, bait, and a couple of other things. If you need any other supplies, get them while you're coming into the state park. Or just be prepared to go to Tiptonville, which is only three miles away. So it's not really a, a, a big deal. But it would maybe be nice to have a few more things in the uh, 
the campground store. It would be nice to be able to go in and get some hot dogs and hamburgers to cook on your Blackstone. So let's take a second and thank our sponsor, Blackstone Products. From the large 36-inch four-burner griddles to the 17-inch one-burner tabletop version that's perfect for taking along to Real Foot Lake State Park, you can get a Blackstone that will let you cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. You can cook cheesesteaks, bacon, eggs, sausage, pancakes, hamburgers, hot dogs, steaks, veggies, stir fry, etc., etc., etc. You can take advantage of four cooking heat zones on the 36-inch griddles, so cooking an entire meal all at once is now possible. Join more than 1 million happy Blackstone customers. It's probably more than 1 million now. I How many? I think Two, they've hit a billion. Three, a billion. I, do. I think they've penetrated <laughs> other universes at this point. Go to blackstoneproducts.com. They always have free shipping, and you can use code RBFTA for 10% off your order. And there's nice tons bonus. of goodies and accessories and things that you can only get on the website. So if you want a cool Blackstone hat or if you want a griddle cover, head over there, use RBFTA uh, coupon code for 10% off. And I think we need to get Casita Dina Blackstone. I know. But we'll talk I, about that after the show. You know, show. he's got a pretty, he's got a complete setup, so it's hard for us to bring. He's him a tiny to the trailer guy. Side. You know, yeah, adding something new is is complex. So, right. Something might need to be subtracted. <laughs> you could subtract one of your Blackstone griddles and send it on down to Dean for posterity. Or I could just buy him a new one and send it to him because he's such an awesome <laughs> correspondent. All right, let's talk about what is around Real Foot Lake State Park. What you going to do in the area, Dean? Okay, now, yeah, this is in a very rural, uh, sparsely populated area of northwest Tennessee. So if you're going there, you're going there to do outdoorsy stuff, either with the state park or with the Real Foot National uh, Wildlife Refuge. So those are really your, your options. Then the other option is you have a small town, Tiptonville, Tennessee, it's about 4,500 uh, 4, people, and that's you, you can do your grocery shopping there. You can get gas there, and there are some restaurants there. Beyond that, that's all that's available in, in your just, just right there close to you. But I want to mention this. Now, I, I will preface this by saying Laura and I didn't get a chance to go. When we were driving there, we went by this amazing sort of like park or, or museum, and we had no idea, and it's basically on the edge of this little bitty town called Union City. And the name of this is Discovery Park of America, and it's about 35 minutes away, about 26 miles, just on the edge of a small town called Union City, Tennessee. And there's this beautiful modern facility. It has 100,000 square feet of galleries. The focus of this um, this center is on nature, science, technology, history, and the arts. You can... Really, you can do an actual theater simulation of that 1811, 1812 earthquakes that shaped the uh, Real Foot Lake area. They have a 20,000-gallon uh, aquarium, a 60-foot replica of a human body with a 30-foot slide, and then out <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so – and then they also have a 50-acre park outside of the museum itself – that includes like a Blue Angel Plain, a, a garden. They have a 100-year-old chapel. They have farm and rural buildings kind of depicting life in the early 1800s. And they have a replica of the Liberty Bell. And tickets are $25, $20 for kids. And again, Laura and I didn't get to do that because I had no idea that they would have something like that just 
And, and now you want to go down the 30-foot slide <laughs> on the replica of the human body. I'm just really interested, like, How where you we... enter the slide and where you exit the I slide. Know. I think things could get a little sketchy there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know what, Jeremy? I was going to stay away from that. But, <laughs> but there you got to go. You brought it up. <laughs> and you knew I would. <laughs> he was letting you take the bait. All right. So you said there's some good restaurants, though. So And you better have a barbecue recommendation for us or I'm going to be disappointed. So where are we going to eat? And I do have a barbecue recommendation, but what I want to mention first, because you have to remember, even though, you know, barbecue is a statewide thing in Tennessee, but in this area, because of that lake, you're really talking about eating fish. So a lot of the restaurants tend to be kind of home style fish restaurants. So some of the ni- some of the, the nicer ones that I would put on my list is Boyette's Dining Room. There's another one, Boathouse Restaurant. Uh, there's a blue bank fish house. And if we, when Laura and I go back there, the one I would really want to try would be blue bank fish house. And then we also did Lakeview dining room, which was very, very nice. We had a, you know, had a great meal. I think there were eight of us there. So we had a wonderful meal. But when I go back, I'd like to try a, a blue bank. It looked a little, maybe a little, a little, I want to be careful of the word trendier uh, when we're talking about such a, a, a rural sort of down-home place as this. We know and, what you mean. Okay. So, uh, and then, of course, barbecue uh, would be, you have a couple of barbecue item, uh, options, but I think that in terms of taking the family and sitting down, now we're still talking old school barbecue restaurant here, would be uh, Cheatham's uh, Pit Barbecue. Now, is that good for the area, or is that like one of your favorite barbecue joints? I mean, be honest with us here. No, it's it's good for the area. It's a very it's it's a a nice place to eat barbecue. Not quite sure that I'd say world class or anything like that, but uh, it's got a diverse menu. You can get lots of different things there. Uh, so, but it's, it's a, a very good place to eat barbecue. Dean, we love having you on the show and anytime you want to give a shout out to anybody, you can do so. So you wanted to give a shout out here to some yeah, of your I co-campers. Wanted to give a, a quick shout out. There were eight of us that were uh, camping that long weekend and there's a nickname for us and we're called the uh, Shade Seekers Club. And that included my brother, big Johnny Camper and his wife, Mary, and then our, our wonderful friend, like a sister to Laura and I, Trish, and her boyfriend, Robbie, and another couple, that Tom and Julie, that we've known for years. And we had a great weekend with the eight of us just sort of hanging out in a, and exploring the area. Well, I would love to camp with all of you. And, but what I really want to know is, does Big Johnny, like, is he better at low and slow than you? Is he a better barbecue cook than you? Tell the truth. Uh, I tell you what, I think I would give maybe the slight edge to his ribs. And, and I really, I think my ribs that I do at home are better than 90% of the restaurants, barbecue restaurants where you can get ribs, to be honest. There are still some others that are, uh, are world class, but Big Johnny knows how to do ribs. All right. Give credit where credit's due. All right, everybody. Thank you so much to Casita, Dean, for coming on and giving that great review of Real Foot Lake State Park in Tennessee. Also, check out 
all the show notes for Campground of the Week. We put in all the links that we mentioned during the episode. That PDF, that wildlife PDF will be in there. That's over at rvfta.com. We've got a nice little search bar up at the top. And if you just put in the name of the campground that we reviewed, you don't have to go digging through archives. If you just put in Real Foot Lake State Park, those show notes will pop right up and you can access all the information from the show. And you'll also want to check out our Facebook group, RVFTA, the group. It's the friendliest digital campfire over there in Facebook land, I think. We get rid of the I feel confident saying that. And Dean's a rock star on the forum, (laughs) on the group, not the forum. All right. Dean, Dean, we'll see you at the campground. All right. Bye-bye.